Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Wesker demands. Now this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Iris, I have a tip for you. Don't take drugs! Or whatever movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host, Iris. And I'm here with my older brother. A man called Wesley. Today we're talking a movie from 2022, Grumpy Gump. Gr- <laughs> Gumpy old man. I don't know, it kind of works. <laughs> I mean, doesn't this seem like a trope? Like, hey, okay, you play the gay man, you played the mentally challenged man, now you got to play the grumpy old man? Oh, like this is just the natural evolution of Tom Hanks? Well, just like covering the bases of all the roles. He hasn't played the president yet. He's going to have to play the president. Hmm. Does Has he actually played a, a literal role of America's dad? Or is that just his public figure, <laughs> real life role? Yeah, the nice guy. Uh, he played a senator in Charlie Wilson's War. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, he might as well have been. This movie felt like it was directed by Clint Eastwood. With all of the... Right? Mm-mm. And it feels very sterile. It feels like Apple TV, like all clean and stuff, even though it's wintertime. When he pulls that dude out of the truck, the dude's conveniently not wearing a seatbelt, so he can haul him out of the truck and rough him up, I guess you'd say, uh, by the collar or whatever. That was the second most unrealistic act of aggression that I've ever seen. <laughs> after Only after Cry Macho's... <laughs> 90-year-old man punch-out. Yep, 90-year-old man punch-out of it was a young dude, right? Yeah, he was like a thug dispatched by that lady who was hitting on him. (laughs) Yeah, that truck driver, he had like long hair and, you know, obviously a ruffian, was terrified. Terrified of Otto. You're supposed to be terrified of Otto because he's a mean man. Mean man with a heart of gold? Evil Mr. Rogers. Evil. I mean, he had a crusty exterior, but really he's just a big softy. And it's like all the grumpiness really amounted to was just he took some convincing. <laughs> right. He's just sad. <laughs> he's just sad and it shows up like a frown. You have to be lovable or you can't be redeemable, right? Like you can't be a, like a true a-hole. Clint Eastwood tried it with Gran Torino. It d- doesn't stick. He was about Tom Hanks in this one. Like what was his name? Otto? He was about as mean as a cup of warm tea. 
What was his name? Otto. <laughs> right. You mean well, in... <laughs> look, the reason it's called A Man Called Otto is because it was based on a man called... How, how do you think we should pronounce it? Over. It's probably something oh. weird like, like Ewan or something Scottish. Oh, right. Something that's completely unpronounceable to anyone other than the Scots. Right. So apparently that was a really successful movie. And I mean, because this movie wasn't drastic really in any respect. Mark Forster has been around. He's done some dynamic movies. Monsters Ball, World War Z. Yeah. This one. So I was like, okay, something is going to happen. This isn't just going to be the lovable grump and a windbreaker who learns a very valuable lesson about family and young people, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought, like, he's going to rough things up. There's going to be a house party. Sinbad's going to show up. He's going to wear a gold chain or whatever. Because Otto is in this, like, Truman Show-level neighborhood of pleasant yoga people and dog walkers. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like mm-hmm. they were everyone was specifically tailored to annoy him. Right, and they do it every day, day in and day out. I thought he'd lived with the death of his wife for possibly decades. She died, like, six months ago. That was a reveal to me. Right? I was very surprised by that because there were there were vestiges of the wife everywhere. The coat and her comforter and the low counters that he had built for her, right? The ghost of his wife is definitely haunting him, as it should be, only six months being a widower. But I yes, I definitely got the impression because all of his memories were from their courtship or their early marriage that she had died young. Yeah, we got to get young, what's his name, Hanks, his SAG card. See, the problem is we all know what young Tom Hanks looks like. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but Hanks Jr. does not fit that bill. Maybe he's got like the glowy eye thing, like the Hanks eye. I mean, I don't even know that that was his son. There was one point where he gave a very Tom Hanksian look and I was like, oh, there it is. But they were few and far between those moments. Mm. I mean, they could have gotten Colin. Colin looks much more like him. And then there's Chet, who's like the SoundCloud rapper, who's a jerk, like the, the secret bad son. Oh, how many sons does he have? I, I, see, that's what I'm saying. This guy has never been on my radar, so I'm not entirely sure he's a, like a, an official son. Well, we should look that up. Yeah. Tom Hanks says working with son Truman on A Man Called Otto is, quote, special. I changed his diapers. Ew, I'm sure it is. Also, I was thinking that Reuben went down awfully fast. Right. Six months ago, he and Ruben were like feuding. Yeah. And now poor Ruben is trapped inside. Yeah. It it is jarring when young Tom Hanks was replaced by toupee Tom Hanks or like hairpiece (laughs) Tom Hanks later on. Right. In the Ford Chevy sequence. He just looked like younger, but still old or whatever. Like it was like a Tom Hanks Saturday Night Live sketch where they make him look. How do you make him look younger? Give him a big old head of hair, right? (laughs) I think they said they did some some VFX de-aging. But yeah, it was mostly just a hair change. Note that we're not saying that. Oh, so is Ruben Bubba? Ruben's not Bubba, right? We can't say that. No. What do you mean? Is he Bubba? <laughs> like the actor? Are you trying to make a Forrest Gump parallel? Yeah. And like Sonia is the new Jenny if Forrest was mean instead of dumb. I don't know, man. I felt like Mark Forrester took a class in how to make a very special film. And they were like, you know what you should do? Do like folk music montages. And he's like, check. And make everything very clean. And then you have got to have comic relief. I don't get it. Is a, a Man Called Otto is clearly a comedy. Is it a comedy based on suicide? <laughs> sure. I mean, I was. you take one look at him and we start off more or less with a suicide attempt. Or at least he's planning it. He gets the rope and everything. 
And, there are uh, multiple suicide attempts. Right. At least four. But I'm, I'm saying when the store scene at the top, he's getting a length of rope. What's he getting a length of rope for? My mind was nowhere other than suicide attempt. I was like, that's 100% what people get a length of rope for. Six feet or whatever? Come on. And then he's complaining about 37 cents, like it's going to matter to him if he was going to have a successful suicide. It's just about principle. But he was never going to do it. He was never going to be able to hang himself, but... He kicks the table out from under his feet. I'm saying this movie went much farther than I expected with a suicide attempt. I thought he was going to go all Brooks from like uh, Shawshank Redemption and climb up there, but then be saved or whatever, because someone irritating needed his help and then he saw the good in life or whatever. But he actually hung himself. He It was a successful hanging, just not a successful suicide. Right. That's pretty dark for the beginning of a, a Tom Hanks comedy star. Yeah, especially when everything is so pleasant outside and the neighbors are so agreeable. He was just a stormy little rain cloud in, in the golden afternoon. I mean, do you think that mom would have come out of this and been like, it was cute? Yeah, uh, Kelly's mom was like, this is a good movie. When she says, no, Mr. Otto, you can't use my phone because you're mean. Oh, like we're teaching like morals and how people need to be boundaries and boundaried and hold those boundaries. I don't know. I just I feel like I've seen so many of these lovable, irascible, old coot kind of movies that I needed <laughs> a thing. I needed a thing to make it good. The thing was the suicide. That would that would that made it edgy. I guess. I mean, didn't they have those kinds of themes in Hallmark movies? It felt very Hallmark to me. Mm, probably because of the clean, toothless nature. Uh, well, specifically because of the uh, terrible Casio keyboard uh, score. <laughs> it was like uncut gems up in here, except nowhere near as dramatic. I mean, the score was like so unmemorable to me. Really bad score, dude. I guess it was, of all the things that bothered me, it was among the least. <laughs> Sonia said it best. She said it pretty late stage in the movie when she said, you're really bad at dying. I feel like if you can't kill yourself, as Otto clearly can't, you gotta lack some imagination, right? Like he's also like Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. He's like the old dude who knows about tools and has a tool for every occasion. You gotta learn how to use them and put them back where you got them and stuff. He probably has a big propane tank in there somewhere, right? Like just blow up his house? I think it's not that hard. Either open the valve in the car or something. He tried multiple ways and just can't get it done. Yeah, I mean, every, everyone other than the first one, right? He could have stood his ground and been run over by the train. And I'm not sure exactly what was stopping him. It was like some kind of embarrassment or accountability to other people. Like he couldn't further traumatize the group of people on the train platform to kill himself. Or like he couldn't not answer his door, even though you know, <laughs> right. he had the shotgun under his chin. Yeah, well, because deep down at heart, he's a helpful person. He's just built up a crusty exterior to keep all the joy and the light out. But was the message or was the arc and the takeaway for Otto that he had usefulness, that he was useful? Or was it that he had family in his neighbors across the street? I think he had maybe uh, usefulness is a curious word. It's a pretty good word. Just he had skill and experience. He was a, yeah, a useful, productive neighbor for them to have for the most part. But why they people? an abuelo. Yeah, but even the new people, like they were relentlessly friendly. Marisol y Tommy, they were like, we're going to be your friend. We're coming over all the time, even though you clearly don't like us or don't want us around. 
I get it. I guess his wife just died, but was he a completely different person? I mean, he was he was grumpy enough to have the falling out with Ruben, but you know, apparently, which was also relatively recent. But just like the have fun on the cake, was that was that uh, sarcastic? Did, did nobody know him at all? It just showed how little <laughs> they knew him. I think they were subtly mocking him, right? When he leaves the, when he huffs out of the retirement party, right? None of them are shocked. They're like, well, there goes Otto. Right. And then they have, they go resume their, it must have been sarcastic because Otto's right. not going to have fun whether he's at work or not, retired or working man. Uh, when pork tenderloin guy, when, oh, right, when, the... when he invited him to lunch, was that real? When he, who invited Jimmy the to lunch? The guy said, if you know, hey, you want to come over for lunch? Got the pork tenderloin or whatever. And he's like, Rah. Like you should, you don't want to invite people that are bad into your home or that are, you know, I, it feels like they were just so relentlessly trying to get Otto to be fun or lovable. Mm. They mm. felt like, uh, like NPCs, like they're popping up and just like, I'm friend, I'm friend. And he's like, no. So it's setting him up so he can knock him down. Like real people learn to avoid the town grump. And just cross the street and walk on the other side when they see him. Dude, Pennywise strolled into that party and nobody was terrified? Which party? The clown. Oh. <laughs> you mean at the hospital? Oh, horrific. You you mean you were horrified by just the clown itself? Yeah, and all the kids were like, yay! Yeah, I don't know how anybody, like, modern day thinks that's okay everyone's afraid of clowns now. and by modern day wasn't gacy killing people in the clown costume like in the 60s or was that 70s <laughs> i mean i think it was in, like in 1980 or something we're past the clown thing people yeah i wonder if clown colleges are even still in business <laughs> you know what i mean like who's enrolling for clown college well steve-o famously went to uh ringling brothers clown college and he always said that it's more selective and harder to get into than ivy league schools what clown college yeah only a few people are admitted every year and he actually graduated but the i think that they don't exist anymore because the circuses that have that hosted the clown colleges don't exist anymore Hmm. Ringling Brothers was like that was like a hundred and thirty year old circus. That thing is gone. They couldn't really. Just, they couldn't hang with the even with the uh, hologram animals. Oh, when did they do away with live animals? Probably maybe ten fifteen years ago. Probably don't quote me because it's oh, a it's a non existent okay. circus. Huh. I mean, I'm just saying you can learn how to tie balloon animals on YouTube. Yep. You don't and... need the the horrifying grease paint. Yes, and of course you saw the the quarter bit coming yeah the, yeah for sure i was shocked that he would even hand the quarter to the clown why would she give him an extra quarter like just for good measure and also what did sonia sonia what did sonia see in Otto? i mean as a young dude maybe he was like sweet and charming and unassuming and stuff but he basically was like i've got nothing to give you and nowhere to go and i can't even afford this dinner and she's like kiss me yeah to quote our uh, Greyhound review, he's Tom Hanks, dude. <laughs> like he he was so stripped and, and of any pretense. There was I don't even think he was like there for the booty or whatever. He was just like so you know I I, I found the opportunity to be here, so I'm here, but I got nothing. And maybe she mm. found that refreshing. I don't know. Gingers are weird. <laughs> or maybe that's just your like your fantasy. <laughs> of like being like my superpower is like my loyalty and my literacy 
and you got me. Did you know that in my, one of my very, very first dating profiles a million and a half years ago, I committed what is now a sin. Like I actually did a thing that creeps people out now. And that said, I said something like I'm possibly like the last nice guy in the world. <gasps> and now that's a red flag. If they're like, I'm a nice guy. People are like, eek, breaks. Why? I don't know. Because it makes you creepy. Only creepos say that? Yeah. Why? Because, like, they're overcompensating for actually not being nice guys? Yeah, or they think they're nice guys and, and that they're that the women are against them and that, that, that girls only go for bad boys. Mm. I don't know, man. Being old solves all that. You mean being old and coupled? Yeah. I can see that seeing yourself as, an, as a nice guy could be a bit of a blind spot. You're like, I'm a nice guy, and somehow that excuses errant behavior or something. Yeah, I just don't think it's a label you can bestow on yourself. I think other people, like Tom Hanks, have to label you a nice guy. What makes you a nice guy? Uh, I think that you are considerate of other people, and when it comes down to it, if things go wrong and you hold your temper in, and just not having your own intentions trump everyone else's feelings, I feel like it's consideration. Or maybe nice guy is just code for unattractive. Well... Otto definitely pulls on the grump frown. This is like the grumpy cat of Tom <laughs> Hanks movies. But he uh, he doesn't have resting dick face. No. If anything, he's just a little blustery when he's mad. And he's a little judgy, right? He thinks everyone's an idiot and therefore less than or beneath him somehow. Um, you know, which we all know is just a compensation for our own feelings of insecurity. No way. No why are people judgy? I can't, I can't relate. I don't know. I'm not judgy. What? On We're that all note, judgy in our own way. Jimmy, the stretch douche, that dude didn't mm -hmm. justify a second of his screen time in this movie. Was he the one with the girlfriend or was that the other one? No, that was Tommy. Was he the one? No, no. Tommy was married, but then the girl with the dog, was that Jimmy's girlfriend? Don't know. Don't care. I was like, Jimmy, you need to leave the set. <laughs> He was supposed to be the eternally sunny comic relief guy who <sighs> is so silly because he's always stretching his groin in public. No. No? No. What about Malcolm? Did he justify his screaming? <sighs> I mean, it was a thing that had to happen. And that's part of the problem. You can't... Clint Eastwood got closer to being an appropriate grump. You can't be officially grumpy unless you're racist and or a homophobe. And Otto was neither of those things. He was like, mole, pretty good. The only way that this <laughs> could have transcended and what I was really hoping for was if Otto married Malcolm. Then what? That would, that would have made it interesting, an interesting entry in the grumpy old man group of films. Well, he kind of adopted Malcolm. I mean, definitely not the same effect. It was trite. Why would... See, Malcolm was well into transition. Why would his parents choose that moment when Otto is in need of some kind of assistance, when he's he's in a position? In need of a child figure? Maybe. Why would, he, why would his parents wait until that time to kick him out? He's been doing his Malcolm thing for a long time. Yeah, and he's such a good kid. He said that his dad... There was some something that triggered his dad or whatever i mean basically what you're saying is that otto's need for a son figure and a protege type triggered malcolm's dad to kick him out which is not a good story reason i'm saying like everything else a lot of this movie was annoyingly convenient um including anita's helplessness yes 
like Anita's Anita's need was like perfectly tailored for a redeemed Otto to 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 come in and and fulfill. Otto is the center of the movie as much as he doesn't want to be. And it doesn't make sense that all these people would troop through his life at the time when he most wants to leave himself. I mean, specifically, Marisol, either she has a lot of needs or she's just very vocal about asking for help. She brings every, basically every seeming need that she and her family have to Otto. Is it like she just zoned in on him, on a dude who had a need to be useful and was, and had time. And so she's like, it was, she, he just was like her mark. And she was fiery and insistent and she's going to get him to understand what he's never going to understand in his own devices. She's supposed to be adorable. She's supposed to be charming. And the thing she's supposed to be the stakes, the thing to live for. Right. As the means to having grandkids and a family, the family that he always wanted. She was just a means to more auto antics and unlocking some more of his backstory. But he clearly enjoys her company as put out as he wants to seem about giving her driving lessons and taking her to coffee and taking them to the hospital and all that. Yep. So starting out for this movie, he obviously meant to die. And you knew that Tom Hanks wasn't going to die by his own hand in this movie. But the heart condition thing that was going to ultimately be his undoing was revealed really late in the movie, don't you think? They don't reveal it until, I don't know, maybe the beginning of the third act. And then suddenly he's having lots of episodes. Right? Pains and stuff. And that's how it's introduced to us or whatever. But the question is, what was going, like, in the first two acts, what was the happy ending for Otto? I thought maybe once the thing was revealed, maybe it was dying uh, once the heart condition was revealed. But it was an easy out because it wasn't about finding love. Nobody, you know, Otto wasn't in that place in his life where he goes all grumpy old man and Anne Margaret moves in next door. I thought he was going to be like the godfather. I didn't think Tomas was going to make it out after the ladder incident. She's so weird. She's like, he fell off the ladder and I must go to the hospital. And he was like, wait, how bad is it? I thought he was dead. I thought he was going to be godfather to Marisol's twins. Uh, I thought there was going to be some grand, like, American Pickle-style social media validation and glory where everyone was going to love Otto. And, like, everyone was going to save him from suicide. Right. And he I was did just... think he had, he did, he was conniving enough. I think he did have a, a future in social media. Yeah, he could be the grandfather blog, like the grandfather you never had or whatever and teach you how to fix cars and stuff. <laughs> grandfather i never had there's seriously there's there's total dad blogs where they're like dudes who teach you how to do stuff like for people that don't have dads and i'll be like your social media dad really yep that's an interesting influencer occupation right but he can't be a suicide coach because he's the worst at it ever yeah that was definitely not his specialty as handy as he might have been despite the foresight of his dexter level splatter tent that he set up you mean for the shotgun right <sighs> he wasn't going to compromise the resale value on his little condo or whatever i mean you just have to get to a really dark and depressed place i would imagine to contemplate or to get as far down the road of acting out suicide he he almost had too much like interest which which usually resulted in like anger and annoyance, but he had too much interest in people. Yeah. Instead of needing to like wanting to break away from them at the earliest opportunity to off himself. Yeah. But uh, 
Ultimately, he dies, which, you know, as I predicted, was the only resolution for Otto, I guess, because even if he survives, do you do you move away from suicidal tendencies? Like if you get to that stage, can you have a happy life without assistance? And he was definitely too old for therapy. Old people don't don't believe in therapy. Yeah. Old grumpy people certainly don't. So he got what he wanted. And by not offing himself, he avoided hell. Oh, so all worked out. Yeah. All right. Nice, tidy, Apple TV style, Mr. Rogers neighborhood package. (laughs) So you thoroughly disliked a man called Otto. No, I mean, it's Tom Hanks, dude. And I can't like I didn't hate it or whatever. It just felt like one of those movies where it's a Tom Hanks movie and he leads Tom Hanks is the best thing about this movie, but it seems like a movie that, you know, who we have this successful movie about the grumpy old man. Who can we get? Well, Tom Hanks is getting to grumpy old man age, so it's time for him to do it. It was kind of a half-assed movie built around the star power of Tom mm. Hanks to to hang it on, you know, to make money money off of the rights to the other movie. That was successful. Why wouldn't this one be? Uh, but it was kind of mm. half-assed. Like, if Otto was a real guy, like, if this was a biopic, he would be disgusted at how lazy the team was who made his movie. He was fine, but I, I couldn't really believe him as a morose, hateful character. You know, in that way, it's similar to My Big Fat Greek Wedding, also oh, yeah. produced by Rita Wilson. Yeah, and Tom Hanks. And Platon. I mean, a massive, massive success, but it was kind of based on this one gimmick. Greeks are wacky? Of yeah, of, of, of a wacky Greek family or maybe even just at a more general level, a wacky immigrant family. And you kind of excuse the wackiness. You accept the wackiness because of its foreign context and also because our main character in Nia Vardalos was kind of somehow like separate and apart from it and therefore very relatable to us. Yeah, she was the uh, the middleman i don't know what the right word is but john corbett was definitely the fish out of water she was the segue or the bridge between the cultures right familiar enough but still uh she was the gateway drug and also a movie that families can get behind and say oh isn't it cute because it gets all of its edge from wacky otherness and similarly a man called otto is a little gimmicky right and otto's grumpiness becomes pretty one note and everything is pretty convenient to either like trigger his short fuse or you know mock or poke the curmudgeon or to give him an opportunity to to shine and show the really good-hearted person that was deep inside my big fat greek wedding the moonstruck of its decade so mark forrester no stranger to action to drama even to horror managed major motion picture budgets and filmmaking at major scale. Tom Hanks, one of the biggest stars of our day. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, track record producers. What happened with A Man Called Otto? And this is assuming your negative review. Maybe you liked it. I I think they were trying to check the boxes really cleanly. Like, how could we go wrong? We have a pre-existing foreign movie that we're basing this on, and that that did well, and we've got all the feel-good stuff in place. I just don't know that the World War Z dude was the dude to do it. It felt like a pasteboard of not romantic comedy, but a, but of feel-good comedy redemption 
kind of movies. <laughs> and Otto was thoroughly out of place. And it wasn't like, but we needed him to be in place or whatever. He was such, such a floppy fish. Like it didn't, it didn't make sense. It didn't feel right. Like he was the absolute last choice in the world for those people to choose as a babysitter. <laughs> I really thought that the alarm thing was going to pay off. Like, why did they they ask him to babysit and then set the alarm and then the alarm didn't go off and nothing went haywire? I don't know, man. I think the most relatable character in the movie for me was the cat. <laughs> and similarly, I was just kind of bewildered all the time. Like, why is everyone so mean? And then I was like, hmm, this looks like a nice place to sit for a while. And I just bared with it. And completed a man called Otto. That's my takeaway. I would say, uh, I don't know, boring maybe? It's, it's, I mean, how we can give Tom Hanks movies a boring? We've seen it before with Gran Torino and About Schmidt and, and all of these grumpy old men movies, including literally grumpy old men. Like you said, my life was black and white before I met Sonia. She was the color. And I think like that line would be on the poster. And I think they went with that and like tinged the movie appropriately and had color all around him and the Skittles neighbors and and he was just a Tootsie Roll. And it didn't, it, he doesn't belong in that candy dish. Man, how's that for completing that metaphor? Wow. I was going to say a Whopper, but Whoppers are kind of awesome and not at all difficult and chewy and out of place. And your rating is? Oh, give it a whatever. I was, uh, but it didn't make me mad. And I like watching Tom Hanks, but... I couldn't recommend it, really. And there you have it, a whatever from Wes. And a, um, like a borderline boring for Iris. Kind of sad to say, but it doesn't mean that it was bad. But we'd love to know what you think. 818-835-0473 or whatevermovies at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this discussion on A Man Called Otto, check out our other Tom Hanks discussions, including News of the World, Greyhound, Forrest Gump, or whatevermovies.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for following us on social media at or whatever movies, and thank you for supporting us on Patreon. We couldn't do it without you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.